Hi everyone, this is the Language Relearning Podcast, where we create podcast episodes for adoptees seeking to relearn their mother tongues. This is an episode of Mandarin Language Lessons. 大家好, hello everyone, and welcome to the first real episode of the Language Relearning Podcast, uh, where we believe that the journey for each adoptee to reclaim their heritage language is an important and unique experience. This podcast focuses on teaching practical, everyday language skills, as well as cultural information for adoptees who are seeking to reconnect with their heritage. In this particular case, we're speaking about the Mandarin language for uh, adoptees who are seeking to reconnect with uh, Chinese heritage, um, and specifically, I guess, maybe if you're from a Mandarin-speaking region of China. I can only assume basically what level uh, people are starting at when coming to this podcast. So um, basically, this first episode is really going to go over some of the most basic building blocks of Mandarin first. Before we jump into language learning, I really want to first talk about a, just a little bit about uh, language in China, like language as an actual uh, thing, as a concept. So um Mandarin often might be referred to just as Chinese. I'm putting air quotes around that. You can't see it, but Chinese. Um, like people saying, I'm learning Chinese, or I want to learn Chinese, um, when they really are referring to Mandarin. That's kind of a loaded statement, and it's just it's a little bit of a loaded statement because there isn't just one language in China, even though... Um, it might be the officially recognized language of China. There are many more languages and language groups present in China. So Mandarin is the official language and the most widely spoken language by Chinese people worldwide, as well as you know specifically in China. But uh, there's an estimate of about seven to ten other linguistic groups within China, and of course, with immigration and with the opening up of China to the modern world and business um, from the '90s forward, there's been an influx of people from other countries who have brought their languages with them to China. Of course, another uh, language that you might have might know of in China or from China is uh, Cantonese, which is the language of groups. Of, of, from people who live in and around the Canton Delta. Uh, it's a widely spoken language by Chinese Americans uh, in the United States and in Chinese American communities because uh, a lot of early immigrants from China were actually from Cantonese-speaking regions and not from Mandarin-speaking regions. Sometimes Mandarin is actually referred to as Northern language because it was uh, that's where it originated and then spread as the common language but uh, isn't didn't originate, um, you know, as from every group in China, and that's important to know. Uh, but Mandarin is actually on the rise here in the United States, uh, even though I just mentioned that many Chinese Americans speak Cantonese. Uh, Mandarin is on the rise here in the U.S. because of well, simply because China and its common language, Mandarin is a lot more involved with uh, the world here in 2020 than it had maybe been in uh, the early 20th century, right? So uh, because there's a lot more uh, Chinese immigration now from Mandarin-speaking areas of China and also because of Chinese business, Chinese international business, um, 
because of the, you know, obviously academic programs in Chinese language and culture, uh, Mandarin is now much more present here in the U.S. So you also sometimes might hear Mandarin referred to as Putonghua, uh, Putonghua, and that basically just means common language. So, you know, people might say, uh, so I'm, I'm studying common language. I'm studying uh, the Mandarin standard of Chinese. Also, you'll just see, um, you'll see this word on a lot of Mandarin textbooks because it's indicating to you that it's teaching you common Chinese or common Mandarin Chinese language. So, yeah, I think that's just important to start off to understand as we're going to dive into language and as some of us might be from various regions within China, that uh, learning Mandarin right now is great and kind of accessible because it is this really growing presence in the world, but that for some of us, we might not actually be from an ethnic group or an area uh, that originally spoke Mandarin, but that, you know, learning this language is one way to connect to the country that uh, you might be from. So that's that's really great, um, but it's also important to know there could be other uh, forms of language that might be native to your family, to the region you're from, and other languages within China that you could look into, because those might be interesting to learn about as well. I also just want to be really clear, since I just said we in reference to, you know, heritage back to China or areas that families might be from. Uh, I said we, including me in that, which is weird, but uh, to clarify, I'm actually not a Chinese adoptee, which I said in the trailer, but I guess it is important for me to say again, um, as I might sometimes just generally use the word we, speaking about, you know, the collective um, adoptees who are listening to this podcast so that you can connect, you know, in that sense with each other. Uh, but yeah, I'm a Korean adoptee and I have a Chinese language and culture degree, which is why I'm creating this podcast. All right, let's move on and dig into a short lesson. Uh, today's lesson is going to be on using tones. And maybe I'm, sh- you know, maybe you've uh, started to learn about tones. I'm sure you've heard of tones and maybe you've already studied all about tones and you you feel like you got them down, um, but I kind of think it doesn't hurt to go back over them, uh, in particular because if you're learning Mandarin from English, English doesn't have um, tones ingrained into it. Surely we have voice inflections like I'm doing now, uh, and maybe we use different tones of voice, but we don't use a tonal language. So uh, I think that, you know, sometimes speaking a tonal language or learning one it can feel really awkward or weird uh, in using tones. Um, and also, you know, I know from experience that, you know, basically sometimes when you start to learn way more of the language, you kind of start to slack on tones or have trouble using them properly because, uh, you know, when you start forming longer sentences, adding more words, um, speaking in longer, just like conversations and stuff, it can start to be difficult to keep up the tones if you don't really internalize them and maintain your proper use of tones. Uh, also sometimes, I don't know, you just get lazy and, uh, sometimes, I don't know, it's easier to drop them out. So, uh, an update on tones is actually really helpful. And even, you know, for me writing this episode or doing this episode for you is actually helping me remember, uh, and internalize the tones in Mandarin. So yeah, just a little refresher for, uh, or intro, you know, for those who don't know, 
Mandarin has four tones, uh, which compared to other tonal languages, especially in Asia, that's actually not a whole lot of tones. A lot of tonal languages have, I don't know, sometimes six, nine, or even more tones. So uh, we're lucky Mandarin only has four tones that we need to get down and internalize. So yeah, first tone goes, it's a high tone. So like... I'm going to use the examples, uh, the word ma comes in four different ways, and all of the words obviously mean different things, because in Mandarin, your tone will define what word it is, because the uh, nuance in Mandarin is that you need the tone to indicate which word it is, um, and then also you need context a lot of the time. But anyways, I'm going to use the word ma to uh, give examples of all four tones. So first tone goes high, it's ma so using a first tone ma would be ma. And then, um, you know, you don't have to worry about like sounding nice. This isn't singing. So it just, it needs to be on the higher range of your voice. Um, the second tone has an upward inflection, an upward inflection like that. And so it's like in English, right? We use an upward inflection when we're asking questions like what? Or, you know, something like that. Uh, so the second tone is going to go ma, ma. Um, I kind of went down on that first one, which isn't right, but you just go from your mid-tone to up. So, ma, ma. So, first tone, ma. Second tone, ma. And then the third tone goes down and then up. So, you go low and then higher. But you don't go all the way up. Like, whoa. It's not <laughs> uh, It's not like a, a full loop. It's not, um, you don't want to make like a roller coaster uh, with your voice, but third tone basically just goes low, and then it rises up a little bit, so it'd be ma, so yeah, you go down, and then back up a little bit, ma, and then, so let's compare them, first tone, ma, second tone, ma, and then third tone, ma, ma, and then uh, the fourth tone basically goes from high to low, so, and you want to do it kind of sharp. You don't want to go, woo. Uh, but that's essentially the direction you're going with your voice is up here to down. And so it would be ma, ma. That's fourth tone. So again, with all four tones, the word ma, 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 ma. That's fourth tone. Um, those are a little bit slow but you get the, you get the gist. Um, so you want to go kind of, I'd encourage you to use ma as an example um, or any other words that you know the tones for, but uh, it's easiest when you compare ma with each other because it's the same word, but you're using different tones. So encourage you to practice that with, you could do it with the recording here in this podcast, or I just encourage you to do it, uh, just practice it on your own. You know, if you live with someone or you've got family uh, that you're with, or if you're around other people, people might think that you sound a little crazy, but it's important to practice out loud. Uh, a really key part of learning language is to repeat things out loud. If you just try to listen to this podcast and kind of walk and never end up repeating the things that I'm saying on it, it's going to be kind of hard to internalize that language for yourself. Um, and, you know, one of the best ways to improve your uh, speaking skills is, well, I mean, it should be self-evident, but unfortunately, sometimes we forget. But the best way to improve your speaking is obviously going to be practicing speaking out loud. So again, let's go over ma 
And let's go over the four tones. And uh, this time, yeah, I'll give you opportunity to practice with me and I'll go pretty slow. So first tone, ma, ma, sounds a little sing-songy, but you get the point. So second tone, ma, ma, third tone, ma, ma, fourth tone, ma, ma. Yeah, so those are all the tones. Common words that are going to use these tones are going to be, um, well, a lot of common third tone words are going to be words like wa, which is, you know, the word for I, ni, which is the word for you, and then a first tone word would be ta, which is the word for he or she or also it. So, you know, you could practice saying those three words as well, wa, ni, and ta. Um, you know, of course, a really common phrase that I'm sure we've all heard before because it is, you know, everywhere. It's probably the first thing that people usually learn in Mandarin, even if they don't know it is Mandarin. Uh, it's ni hao. Ni hao. So it might be a little bit confusing to hear me say ni hao if you just learned that ni is a third tone. Uh, something I want to point out about tones is, is they get a little bit more complicated and you get back-to-back -back different tones in one sentence or in one phrase that sometimes the tone, the first tone will change or the second tone might change to a different one even though the word is in a, a particular tone. And that's, uh, I mean, a lot of it is really, you know, without getting too complicated, to just make the cadence of speaking easier. So it would be weird if I was uh, having to go down and down again for ni hao. If I had to say ni hao, ni hao, that would feel a little bit difficult. And so when you have two back-to-back -back third tones, like in ni hao, you're going to want to turn the first third tone actually into a second tone. So you're going to go up with your voice and then down. And that's really because it'd be just really difficult to keep saying ni hao, ni hao. That'd be just really unnatural. And so it's ni hao, ni hao. And, you know, it's going to sound really awkward to emphasize the tones like that if you're actually just trying to say hello to someone. And it, it's basically the equivalent of saying hello. You know, if you speak that slowly. Um, but of course, we're learning. And so um, to practice those tones for yourself, it could be important to practice going that slow, saying ni hao. Um, but then, of course, when you get it and you can go a little bit faster, it's ni hao, ni hao. It's a little bit less uh, drawn out and emphasized. And, of course, I'll add the definition here for those of you who might not know, although I assume that everyone kind of knows what ni hao means. Um, but it just means, you know, hello, how are you doing? Um, it literally means you good. Um, but, yeah, another important thing to know, though, about that word, although we won't go too far into it, is it's not actually a super... Uh, it's not a super practical greeting to use with people, even though it's the first greeting that we all might learn as beginners. Um, there are better ways to say hello to people, especially people that you're familiar with, because, well, ni hao just isn't necessarily a very intimate way of saying hello. It's not very uh, casual. So um, I'll teach you a few other ways to say hello.
And as we're practicing these few other ways to say hello, it'd be good time to, you know, practice our tones. So I'm going to teach you uh, three other ways that you could say hello to somebody that are more practical and a little bit more natural if you're speaking to someone you know. First example that we're going to use is 吃饭了吗? 吃饭了吗? So it literally means, uh, have you eaten? Um, you can put 你 in front of it, so it'd be 你吃饭了吗? 你吃饭了吗? So, um, it, yeah, so 你 means you, um, 吃 means uh, eat, to eat, it's the verb, and then 饭了吗? is food. Food and then la indicates uh, have you done this yet? And then ma is a sentence ender that uh, we use at the end of a yes or no question. So again, it's 你吃饭了吗? Or just, you could just say 吃饭了吗? And the way that someone would reply and that you could reply if someone asks you 你吃饭了吗? is 吃过了吃过了吃过了吃过了 yeah, I've eaten. So, guo uh, goes after a verb to indicate that you have had that experience so far. Yes, you've done that. So, so yeah, this is a, a, a pretty common way that people can ask, uh, agree, uh, well, not ask, but that, that people greet each other. Um, and they ask, you know, have you eaten? Because that's, you know, a cultural way of checking in with someone, seeing how they are. Uh, that's common in a lot of other Asian languages as well. Um, there's a common phrase in Vietnamese that essentially translates to have you eaten yet? Um, you know, a lot of my friends who are uh, Asian Americans, their, their parents, the first thing they'll ask to check in with them isn't necessarily, you know, a formal, hi, how are you? What are you doing right now? But it's really, have you eaten yet? Another common greeting that you you might hear uh, is "zao shang hao," "zao shang hao," and that means basically "good morning." Um, it's important to know that uh, in Mandarin, it's not a super common greeting to then say "good afternoon" or "good evening," unless a "good evening" might be used in a very formal way. But you know, I don't think that my goal right now is not to teach a super formal language, but there might be a time when you'll need to know that kind of language, and so you can definitely learn it down the line. But "zao shang hao" is "good morning," and that is a pretty common um, greeting used. You know, obviously, if it is the morning, and um, in more practical, kind of like colloquial or just really uh, informal language, if you're speaking to a friend, um, a lot of people will just shorten that to "zao." So, zao means early or morning time. And so, yeah, if you're um, wanting to practice some more of your tones and a practical greeting, uh, that's a third tone that we can use. So, again, the third tone in that word is zao, zao. And then if you're going to use the whole phrase, you're also using a fourth tone. So, zao shang, zao shang. And then there's another third tone. Because the, the, the second, third tone in this phrase comes after a fourth tone, we, uh, we don't need to turn the initial uh, third tone in zao into a second tone. So it's important to remember we only change the first third tone if it's back to back. But in this case, there's a fourth tone breaking it up. So it's zao shang hao. But really, if you're just going to talk to a friend, um, it's a lot easier on you. And it sounds more natural to just say 早.
Next common greeting that I want to teach us is 今天怎么样 So this literally translates to "How are you doing today?" 今天 is today. 今天怎么样怎么样 is to be like "How are you?" Like "How is it?" "How are you doing?" Um, is how that translates. So 今天怎么样 How are you doing today? So the tones in this greeting would be,、um, of course, for 今天 they're both first tones, and you can keep them both first tones. 今天今天 and then in、uh, 怎么样 it's third tone and fourth tone. 怎么样怎么样 together. 今天怎么样 So those are just some examples that we can use to practice our tones, but also practice practical everyday greetings rather than 你好 Although 你好 is still used between some people,、um, it, it would be better if you're going to speak to someone that's familiar to you to use、um, one of the other greetings that I just、uh, laid out for us. You might be wondering, all right, great, we've learned these tones, but how do I know when to use them? How am I going to know which words use which tones? Well, if you're not super familiar yet with the the system,、um, different language systems that are part of Mandarin,、um, you'll need to know about this thing called Pinyin. And Pinyin is basically、um, how you、uh, you will write it out in a ro- Romanized letters, so in in, in English letters, and then over the English letters there'll be tone markings. So a first tone is going to look like a line over a vowel, just a straight line over a vowel. A second tone is gonna look like a a sla a like a a mark going from the top of the vowel upwards in a slanting direction. So kind of like a a, a reverse comma, I guess.、Uh, I don't know how to describe it through audio, but yeah, it'll look like the direction that the tone needs to go. So it'll go、uh, up and to the right, and then a third tone looks like a. Um, a, a a tiny little u or a tiny little I guess maybe sometimes a v over a vowel and that'll indicate the third tone and then a fourth tone since it's going from up to down it'll look like a line from the top left down to the right over a vowel so like a、um, yeah like a, a slash not like a full slash mark but a, a small dash、um, in the downwards direction.、Uh, So that's what a fourth tone would look like. I'll put those in the description of this episode, so it's a little bit more clear. But you'll want to familiarize yourself with、uh, pinyin and what that is. You can Google it,、um, and and or I can also just put more resources for that in the details.、Um, but yeah, that's the system of learning、uh, pronunciation. So of course, it's important to know the characters, especially if you're going to want to know how to read. However, pinyin will help you the most with how you say things. Um, what tones you should be using and how something is pronounced. One last important thing about tones is,、uh, and something that I really want to note, is sometimes when we're beginners, we often want to really overemphasize these tones because we're, you know, we're learning and we're learning especially that they're important and we don't want to be misunderstood. We want to be using the correct words, so of course we're going to overemphasize those tones. Tones are super important,、um, but eventually, I want to note that overemphasizing them heavily isn't going to be as necessary,、um, because especially because overemphasizing tones isn't a supernatural way of speaking.、Um, you don't always necessarily want to be speaking like 你好 
啊，今天你呃，你你怎么样 ？You know, you don't want to always be speaking in that way. However, you know, because if you're starting off on this episode, especially if you're a beginner, it'll be super important to. To practice tones in this way and internalize them, so that later on, when we stop overemphasizing them and we make them more subtle,、um, that we'll still understand and know them、uh, and we'll speak correctly.、Um, but eventually, we do want to try to make our tones a little more subtle and flow nicer into our speech. One more time, let's、uh, go back over these tones together、uh, before we say goodbye for this episode. So, using the example of ma, we're gonna go over those four tones once again. First tone, ma. Second tone, ma. Third tone, ma. Fourth tone, ma. All right, so practice those tones.、Um, maybe read up on the pinyin of words you already know, and just practice those tones.、Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you'll continue to listen and that you'll get down these tones, and we'll keep、uh, forging forward into more lessons on、um, practical grammar,、uh, vocabulary, sentence building, and、uh, you know those strong building blocks of the Mandarin、um, language. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next time on another episode of the Language Relearning Podcast. And、um, if you have any questions, if you want us to cover any specific topics, even if it's out of order, you can just comment or you can submit questions to language relearning pod at gmail dot com. And、uh, we will be sure to try and answer each and every question on、uh, episodes where it might be related, or just on the next episode. So please submit those questions, follow, subscribe,、uh, connect with us. We'd love to know what you're、uh, just have a burning interest in learning in the language. If you appreciate this episode and this podcast, I encourage you to like this episode, subscribe, as well as share with anyone who this could be useful for.